Welcome back to Friday Coffee Talks. I'm your host, Connor Volpe. It is Friday, and we are talking over coffee on Friday. Got the Love You to the Moon and Back mug today. Mm. Which I'm just now noticing is chipped. Whoops. Mm. Good cup of coffee, though. So this week was the company Christmas party, um, and it was just a blast. It was so good. Anytime that we can get together with work folks, you see them via Zoom, via teams you know all that stuff but it's just not the same as getting together having a couple drinks having some great food and having a wonderful time uh it was awesome i just can't say enough good things about it it was great to see everybody uh for those of you who saw the pictures on social media yes i did dye my beard white uh they said that there was a competition for the best holiday attire and so you know i had to go for it i don't i don't have do costumes so uh, i do have a santa suit that i wore I dyed my beard white. It was not a filter. I actually did dye my beard white. Um, but I found this miracle stuff. It was temporary beard dye, which I honestly didn't even know was a thing. It's this little bottle, like maybe the size of two bottles of nail polish. And you poured it into a toothbrush and then you just brushed it in like a comb. And it was perfect. It just, it covered everything perfectly. Once it dried, it stayed. I didn't have to worry about like getting it on anything. And then when I was done at the end of the night, I got in the shower and it rinsed right out. Like it never happened, except for this little part. This little part is, is still white. It was white before. Uh, but that was really fun. Uh, the costume party was awesome. Being Santa was great. Um, I loved it. Everything about it was awesome. So um, white beard dye is the thing. I may just have a white beard at some points now and freak people out. Do my eyebrows too so that everybody gets nervous. <laughs> Um, speaking of Christmas, one of the things I wanted to talk about today was Christmas decorations. So, uh, I am not a Grinch. I'm one of the people that goes big for outdoor decorations. I would love to have the house, you know, the scene in the Grinch where she's got the light gun and she's like shooting lights up. I wish they made one of those because I, our house would be decked out. As I said last year, Christmas vacation is one of my favorite movies. And obviously the iconic scene where he's turning on the lights, stapling his shirt to the house, you know, all, all the scenes. But, um, yeah, I would have our house just absolutely covered. You could see it from space if, if it was up to me, but I'm also very nervous of heights and tall ladders. So, um, getting lights up on like the tall parts of the house, especially where there's like big drop-offs to a Creek where I would likely maim myself or die. I have zero interest in doing that. So, uh, we go pretty big in the yard because I can't decorate the house super effectively. Like I can get lights on half, you know, maybe other parts, but um, then I feel like if you're looking at it, it's like, oh yeah, obviously that guy was scared of heights. So rather than doing like some of the house, I generally will do most of the yard. So we started a tradition with the kids when Parker was born that every Christmas they get to pick a new blow up. Yes, yes, we are that family. Uh, we have a lot of blow-ups, so they, they get a new one every year. This year, it was kind of weird. Like, when we got stuff down from the attic, uh, we're missing a couple that maybe they died last year, but I don't remember they did. Um, so we don't have quite the big stable of blow-ups that we did this year. But anyways, all that to say, here is the unveiling of the Volpe Christmas light decorations for the year. So we start down by the creek. We've got the really tall Christmas tree. That was the new addition this year. We've got the penguins in the helicopter, which is a classic. Um, icicle lights kind of everywhere, net lights all in the bushes. We got the candy cane tree wrap. Um, and then, yeah, just lights kind of wherever I can put them. Uh, we've got the Santa blow up. We've got the squirrel blow up, which is the, or the chipmunk, whatever it is. Um, and Olaf, uh, we used to have more, but I don't know. I don't know where some of them went, but 
I wanted to talk about some decorations. So I, maybe I'm weird in this, but um, does anybody else, where do you start? When you're doing Christmas decorations, where do you start? For me, I have to have the infrastructure in place. I have to have it all planned out. I got to know where things are going to go. And the very first thing I do before I turn on a single inflatable, before I plug in a single light, anything like that, I run all of my cords to everywhere. So um, all you guys are about to see the level of my nerd this year, well, and last year. Um, all of our Christmas lights are controlled by smart plugs. So I've got these little govy that are like circular smart plugs. So our all of our outdoor lights are plugged into those. All of our... Um, the, the lights on our stairs, we've got a Christmas tree on the stairs, and then like lights around the railings going to upstairs, and then the Christmas tree itself. They're all plugged into these smart plugs, and I created a group called Christmas uh, in Amazon so I can tell Alexa to turn on or off Christmas, and she'll just do everything. So it makes it really easy, uh, but I have to plan all that out, and I have to know where all the cords are going to go. I have to know where I'm going to need power, where I need splitters, where I need extra cords, all that kind of stuff. So... I'm pretty strict about it. Like the first thing I do is get the all the base level stuff. The cords are run, all the extended cords, and then we can start with, you know, plugging in all the stuff. This year was actually really nice. Um, I was on a trip a few couple weeks ago, and Parker wanted to surprise me by having all of the blowups out, and he he did a great job. Normally I would have been freaked out to let him do this, but I I put on my dad hat and I said, okay, like let's let him do it. And, um, you know, I had to go tweak some things. I had to help with some stakes. You know, some of the blow-ups needed some, a little bit more security so they didn't blow away. The Christmas, the 20-foot tall Christmas tree I had to chase down the road at one point. But, um, yeah, we got it all, I fixed it all, but he did a really, really good job. He laid out the cords pretty much the way that I wanted them to be done, that I, that I would have done them myself. He got the stakes plugged in, he put things where they went, and he did a wonderful job. So that was really nice, honestly, to have, uh, he kind of took something off my plate, which was really good, so... Um, yeah. So does anybody else do it that way? Am I weird? Like doing all the infrastructure first and then doing the decorations or do, do other people do it the other way? I, anyways, um, I thought that was interesting. Um, I'd love to hear about your Christmas yard decorations. Um, we got to go something big for next year. Like we could do another big blow up. I think we probably will, but I want to do something like a, I want to do like an archway over the driveway. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to engineer that. Um, where Amazon trucks won't hit it, but it'll also make the house look magical. I gotta think of something. So my brain is spinning for next year, but, uh, we're, we're rapidly approaching the Christmas holiday. We got basically a week left. Um, I'm very excited. I hope you're very excited. Uh, we did gingerbread houses last night. Santa came to visit at the house and gosh, it's just such a fun tradition. Um, this year with, uh, the loss of, uh, our Gaga, Mandy's, uh, Mandy's mother, um, you know, tradition has hit a little bit differently. It's made it tough on everybody. Um, but we're continuing to do the things that we've always done in her honor. And last night was no different, uh, homemade gingerbread houses that pop pop stepped up to the plate. He made from scratch and absolutely crushed it. The kids had a wonderful time. We let it snow over the, the houses with powdered sugar. And then we drank Grinch hot chocolate and Santa came and got to talk to the kids and take a bunch of pictures. So it was a wonderful night. Um, but yeah, the Christmas season has been great. I hope yours is as well. Um, the other thing that I want to mention this week, the, uh, the cup of sales tip for the week, um, something that I have been thinking about quite a bit lately and it's, it's daily habits for success in sales. Uh, now I don't preach this as, um, 
an expert. I'm not a, an influencer. I don't have all the answers, uh, but I have had a, a pretty successful career and I know what works for me. So share my insight and see if maybe it helps for you. There's three things that I've got that if I kind of think of like boil it down, what are the things I do every day to help set me up for success in my sales career? The first one is organization. So I, you can't really tell because it's pretty clean in here. My bedroom is a wreck. My workshop is a disaster. My garage is a mess. Most of my spaces in the house are like pretty bad. Um, but when it comes to work, I am buttoned up, very, very organized. So I wish I could show you the organization of the folders on my computer, but everything is in a folder. It's very organized. I can get to every file that I want to. Um, anything related to a project, an opportunity is saved in a folder under that customer's name. So I can find anything I've ever done for a customer easily. I keep all my emails so that they're all searchable. Um, try to hold on to everything that I possibly can. Um, so finding things and being able to find things quickly is very key for me. At least it's very helpful. I can't tell you how anxiety inducing it is for me to like get on a computer, look at somebody's computer and their desktop is just full of files. And I'm like, Oh, like, Oh, that just sends me catatonic. I can't do it. Um, so all that stuff needs to be put somewhere where you can find it easily. It's systematically organized. That is very, very key for me. Organization. The other thing is, I don't know that I can boil it down to like a word, but I think the simplest way I could say it is just staying on top of your pipeline and your opportunities. Um, I don't know every specific detail. And if I don't, I'm fine to say, I don't know. Um, there's plenty of times I'm talking with my leadership or my peers and they want to, they ask a question. I'm like, I don't know. I'll have to go look it up and, and I can go into Salesforce and I can find it or go into my files or my email, whatever. But for the most part I can, and I feel like a good seller should be able to answer questions about projects and their opportunities and their pipeline. Even if it's long-term stuff, you should be able to kind of rattle off some of the key points when you're asked kind of at, at a moment's notice. It's not something that, um, I don't think that like my boss should be able to come to me and, and say like, Hey, who's this person related to this opportunity or what size licenses are they looking at? Or, you know, what's the current situation over there? What's the timeline? You, any of the details about a project that we're working on, um, I should know, I should have at the tip of my tongue because, I'm the expert in those opportunities and, and I need to be able to be on top of my stuff. So I think just being a student of the things that you're working on is, is really helpful. Um, not that you can't lean on a CRM or, you know, even like a notebook or something like that. But um, I feel like at least the basic details of stuff you should be able to just have um, right off the top of your head. So um, I guess that probably falls under organization too. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of talking in circles. Uh, but I do think that's helpful um, not to, you know, if you get a call from some, your manager or something saying, Hey, I need to know this about a deal. There's a big difference in saying, yep, here it is. This is the thing. Boom, 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 boom. List off any answers to questions that they need versus going, yeah, hold on. Let me look that up for you. Like da, 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 da. It's again, not that you can't look up information. You don't have to memorize everything, but um, it is helpful to be able to have as much as you can of that ready to go. Uh, if you're asked. Um, and then the last one I think is kind of like a mindset thing. So for me, I feel like 
<laughs> this one kind of goes both ways. So you've got that seller's paranoia. If any of you are in sales, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's the kind of negative side of that, which maybe adds to some of the stress and anxiety of a job like this. But there's also the, I would say, somewhat healthy side of it where it's always making you ask the questions to keep you on your toes, to make you prepared. Um, and also like never feeling like you've made it is, is a really important thing. If you, for me, I guess, if I get into a spot where I kind of sit back and I'm like, all right, we got this, um, whether it's, you know, results for a quarter, whether it's pipeline, whether it's feeling like I'm going to win a project before I have, um, for me, there's always this healthy kind of dose of what could go wrong and trying to anticipate those things. Um, and I feel like that helps me stay hungry and stay motivated to, uh, pick up the phone and call the next person or, um, you know, anything like that. So I would say just this attitude of, uh, not a greedy. And let me clarify too. This is not a greedy thing of like, Oh, I got to go get all the money I can. Like not, it's nothing like that, but it's, I would say it's more of like not resting on your laurels and counting things as done or won or in the book before that they actually are. Um, so yeah, so those are my tips for the week. Stay organized, um, stay hungry and, um, and be on top of your stuff. Know it, know it like the back of your hand. I have a wonderful episode for you next week. I'm so excited. We're getting back to an interview. I'm doing a live in-person interview with one of my really, really good friends. We've had this on the books for months and we're finally going to do it. We'll be recording it next week for release the week of Christmas and I cannot wait. Uh, you guys are in for a treat. It's going to be awesome. Um, we're going to, it won't be Friday coffee talks. We may drink some other things. Um, but I can't wait to introduce you to one of my most interesting people in my entire life. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be great. So two weeks from now, don't miss it. We'll have another interview for you. Thank you for joining me on Friday Coffee Talks, and I'll catch you next week.